now. It's me on Facebook. <laughs> Facebook status yeah. on Facebook, getting on Twitter. A show helping to expose the power of social media. You can go on Facebook. Say you write on Facebook. Facebook. On Facebook. This is the Tanya Hall Show. My Facebook account was deleted by the man. Now, here's Tanya Hall. Welcome to the Tanya Hall Show, where we embrace the power of social media, everything happening on the World Wide Web and how the Internet is changing your life. Well, today we have that Drew. Yep, we've got Drew Olinoff. He is a community director at TechCrunch and much more. He's definitely a philanthropist. He's very passionate about helping and giving back. And we're going to talk about that technology, social media and much more. Welcome, Drew, to the show. Thank you for having me. And that was that was quite an intro. I don't think we have to talk anymore. I think you nailed it. Shows it. Everybody have a great day and follow us on Twitter. No, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's early morning for you. You're out in California. And, um, I, you know, I don't know if I get a chance to tell you, but uh, we've been experiencing some snow here in oh. Colorado. Lovely snow. Getting ready for ski season. Right. Are you a skier or a snowboarder or... No, no. I try to stay away from activities where I could break my neck because, I mean, I hurt my ankle the other day just walking. So uh, <laughs> we try to keep me away from anything uh, dangerous. You know, that's not totally true. Um, your beautiful fiancés uh, got you out swimming with dolphins. So that's, that sounds pretty dangerous to me. Actually, no. Although I do think that a dolphin bit me because I had a mark afterwards. And I swear that the dolphin bit me. But I, I can't confirm this. But it was it was quite an experience and definitely outside of my comfort zone. Yeah, I'm sure. In fact, it was funny when we were talking about hobbies. Your hobbies are are the internet. Like most people in our in our industry, I think it just consumes so much sure. of our time. You've got a pretty interesting background. I've been trying to get you on the show now for at least a year. I think Brett's uh, Brett's, Brett's been trying to help me get you on. Um, yeah. You, you're now Thanks for with... pointing out that I'm a jerk, by the way. I, I appreciate that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, no, I'm happy to have you on. Um, I, I, I really love Brett like Peterson. He, he's great, and uh, he's definitely a huge advocate of yours, as he should be, as anybody should be once they get to know you. You're you definitely like to give back. Um, you've got a your your background is in kind of the tech uh, media world. You you worked right. for the Next Web. Um, you're now with mm-hmm. TechCrunch. Congratulations, by the way. You've been there what three months? Thank you very much. Three months, and uh, it's it's been phenomenal. It's it's quite a team. So, your your background, though, going back to school, you actually didn't go to school to be in media. Um, you went uh, to school to be a coder, right? Yeah, I, I totally went to school to be a computer programmer, and realized that I was. I was too uh, obsessive, so I would have never shipped anything. I would have never shipped a line of code because, um, you know, in the tech world, sometimes you, you have to push and iterate. And I'm and at that time, and when I was very young, I was just like, no, it has to be perfect. or I don't want anyone using it. So I realized that wasn't going to happen. But, but I realized what I could do was talk about technology in a way that my mom could understand it. And I, I didn't think that that was valuable at first, but have realized over the years, you know, I'm 33 now, so I'm old, especially in the <laughs> tech world. Um, I, I realized that was a huge asset. 
I love it. The way my mom would understand it. You know, I, mm-hmm. I feel you. I feel you. Um, okay. So you, you, you were with the next web, you made the, the move to TechCrunch. What, what inspired you to actually leave, um, next web and, and go to, to TechCrunch? Well, you know, for me, I never set out to be a journalist or a blogger or whatever phrase people want to use for this. I've always considered myself to be a storyteller. Uh, my background is in, you know, I've been a technology evangelist, a customer support person, director of community, and basically that just means that I'm the advocate for people who consume whatever we're working on, be it a product, an app, um, things that I've worked on. So while I was at the Next Web, uh, those folks are amazing and up and coming, and they're just they they just churn out great news, and and I felt at my old age. And the fact that I'll be getting married next year, breaking news for me was was taking its toll. I was writing ten to fifteen pieces a day, and sometimes I would, you know, not know at the end of the day everything that I wrote. And and I thought, wow, you know, I really like taking my time and spending time with companies. Um, and and TechCrunch, uh, you know, approached me and afforded me that opportunity, as well as being able to work with their readers, which it's a huge readership. Um, I mean, TechCrunch has been around longer than most startups have been and most companies have been that we cover. Um, and it's just a phenomenal group of people. And, and, and I've, and I've known the co-editors, Eric Eldon and Alexia, uh, Tosis for a long time and I respect them. You know, I have a lot of respect for you and kind of your point of view, not just on technology and and some of the things that you've done from a media perspective, but how you really like to give back. I want to talk about what got you started in, the, you know, contributing, raising money, giving to a cause. You've been a part sure. of helping raise money for Livestrong. You've had your sure. own personal story. I want to talk about that. But, 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 before we do, we actually are going to have to take a really quick time out. We're awesome. actually getting a couple of questions already. You've got a big fan base, that Drew. That's at that Drew on Twitter. They're not, they're not fans. They're friends. They're, they're friends. They're friends. See? You know, and I have to say, too, and I'm going to say this again when, when we come back from break, uh, but, but you said something about you've been in customer service, you've been in media, and I think mm-hmm. as a community uh, manager, community director, we're all in customer service. I mean, that's really a, such a core part of our job. I want to talk about what really means to be a community director and what that what that means from a business who's trying to find somebody to manage sure. their community for them, as well as mm-hmm. what a community director, community manager should really know. And I think that's a big question that a lot of people don't understand. I, I, I It still shocks me to see so many people... <laughs> misusing their appearance on on Twitter. So I want to get to all of that. We're going to take, like I said, a really quick timeout. Stay tuned to the Tanya Hall Show. We're on 1060 in Denver, Boulder, Fort Collins, and 1580 Real Radio in Colorado Springs. If you've got some questions and you want to contact the show, you can go to Twitter. Go to at Tanya Hall Radio on Twitter or find me on Facebook. Go to Tanya Hall on Facebook. Follow Drew at at that Drew. We're going to talk about tech, social media, being a community manager, and giving back. Much more. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Oh, I guess 
I'm here to tell you that your options for getting out of debt have never been better. How do I know? Because I'm Howard Dvorkin, the founder of Consolidated Credit. For nearly two decades, we've helped over five million people just like you. And every time we help someone, they all say the same thing. Why didn't I call sooner? If you owe too much money on your credit cards and you feel that you'll never be able to pay it off, don't wait. Simply pick up the phone and find out what our program can do for you. Reducing your payments by up to 50% is just the beginning, but you have to take the first step. Call Consolidated Credit now, 1-800-290-0412. As soon as you call, the hard part is over. You're one call away from financial freedom. Call Consolidated Credit now, 1-800-290-0412. 1-800-290-0412. That's 1-800-290-0412. 5701 Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Florida. Licensed debt management service provider, Vermont and New York Banking Departments, Maryland 49, Oregon DMA 0031. Are you willing to trust your success to a stranger that doesn't call the Front Range or Colorado home? No! You need to find a locally owned business you can trust that'll be there when you need them. Morell Printing has been the best choice since 1975. A locally family owned business that can handle all your production needs. Morell Printing is your trusted partner. When you need it done and you need it done now and you need it right, you need Morell Printing. Call 303-665-4210. That's 303-665-4210. Or visit them online at morellprinting.com. The honorable men and women of our military are overseas sacrificing their lives for our country. Please take time this holiday season to remember our brave troops. This message from Energy Wise Homes, your heating system specialist. The winter months are upon us, so make sure your heating units are tuned up and ready to go. Ask how Energy Wise Homes can provide endless hot water on demand in your home. Call 970-776-8009 or visit energywisecolorado.com. That's Energy Wise Homes, on the air because they care. Stocks have paired early losses as Home Depot leads a rally in retailers after reporting better-than-estimated earnings. From Bloomberg World Headquarters in New York, I'm Charlie Pellet. Home Depot shares up $2.80 to $63.93. That is a gain of 4.5%. Stocks did drop at the open as concern mounted that the so-called fiscal cliff will harm the economy. Vince Reinhart is chief U.S. economist at Morgan Stanley. You can tell two different stories about going off the cliff. One scary and one actually uh, optimistic. If it's a bunny slope, if it is just buying two weeks time to, as, as the parties jockey for better position and we get a modified grand bargain sooner than everybody expects, uh, resolving a lot of uncertainty sooner than people expect with, a, with some market-friendly features, that's good. S&P 500 index up a point. Dow Industrials up 27 points. NASDAQ is lower by 7 points. And that's a Bloomberg Market Minute. Welcome back to the Tanya Hall Show, where we embrace the power of social media today with Drew Olinoff. He is the community director at TechCrunch and much more. And you know, that song, Drew, I guess I'm going to give up, definitely does not describe you because you haven't given up. In fact, you don't just give up on yourself. You also don't give up on others. And it's very inspiring to watch what you do on uh, 
giving back. And, uh, you know, if you don't mind sharing your story, I mean, how did you get started? You've, I I mentioned this before, you've, you've, you know, worked, helped raise money for Live Strong, lots of money Mm -hmm. um, and and other organizations, including what we're going to talk, Alex's Lemonade, which I want to get to that. But Mm -hmm. you actually had your own personal experience um, giving back. Would you mind sharing that? Sure. I mean, you know, before any of that, I mean, I was, uh, my parents, I was raised by a uh, retired, I mean, he's retired now, but a police officer and uh, my mom is a nurse and they're both very good at their jobs, very compassionate people. And, you know, I'm very, I'm very blessed to have, have learned from them. Um, I mean, it took years, right? You know, you go through the years where you're like, oh, my parents screwed me up. Oh my goodness. And then you're like, wow, that really instilled values in me. Thank you. Um, so it goes back to that. And I, you know, I've always tried to volunteer, but I think that was um, what a lot of people say, including myself. I tried, which basically meant that I didn't really do anything. Like I thought about it. I wanted to, but I didn't really do anything. And then, you know, once, once the, the wonderful internet uh, came about, and I mean, my first job was at, at Digital City, you know, Philadelphia for AOL uh, when I was 16. Um, I, I never saw the internet as anything other than a way to connect to people. You know, it wasn't a hobby. It wasn't a, it wasn't, it was a direct connection to people. And I love people and always have. So before I was personally diagnosed with cancer, I, I did a thing where, um, I got a tattoo of someone's Twitter name because they were the high donator for, uh, a, a for a campaign that I did for Make-A-Wish Foundation. And that was really cool. And then three months later, I was diagnosed with cancer. And, you know, it just, it, uh, you know, anyone who's been through that, uh, either first person or through other people, it's not a fun experience. It's quite scary. Um, so naturally, I, I went back to what I know, and that's connecting with people on the Internet is wonderful for that. How, I can't imagine what that would have been like. I mean, I've never had a, a physical experience where I, I was diagnosed with something and here you are, you're, you're get, you know, you're getting a tattoo, which, you know, <laughs> I have a hard time sure. just wearing an outfit or changing my profile <laughs> picture for a cause. And here you are getting right. some permanent, um, attachment to your, part of your body changed and right. here you are. And then you, and then you're diagnosed. I mean, what was going through your mind, um, at that time um, when you were, were diagnosed? I really hope that getting the tattoo didn't cause the cancer. Uh, no, um, I thought, I thought, you know, wow. Like I, I thought, I think I went through a range of everyone's different. My range of emotions went from I'm going to die, uh, my life is over, to I can really beat this thing. I'm from Philadelphia, uh, so I've seen the movie Rocky a thousand times uh, as a child and through adulthood. And I thought, you know, you, when you get smacked in the face, you fight back. And I'm a, I'm a fighter. You know, I, I'm not going to sit back and, and let something beat me. And, and, you know, as I went through the process, and I decided to get treatment in Philadelphia, even though I was in L.A. at the time. Um, you know, I wanted to be around my family and, and ask for help, which I've never been really good at doing. I, I'm always like, oh, I'll do it myself. But I needed help this time. And it, it was great. You know, there were people there who, you know, helped me out and got me through it. And I had a lot of friends helping me out. And, and when people help me, my immediate reaction is to help people. So, 
And and you do exactly that. And I think this time of year, especially, but any time is the right time to to do something. You, you you're 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 in remission. You're health healthy right now. Is that right? Right. Three years out. Um, my my uh, remission date was November third. So it's been three years from that. My birthday was the other day. Uh, so it's good to be alive, and um, I'm very happy to be 33. I can't wait to be 99. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations. I'm very happy for you Thank as you. well. And you you continue Thanks. to give back. You actually ran a campaign um, mm-hmm. for Live Strong, which I thought was really exciting. And uh, I, it, it was this use of social media to raise money. And mm-hmm. I mean, certainly, you know, getting a tattoo, which for, for all of my listeners, that's not going to happen. Uh, but... <laughs> I, I, but I'd be, I'd be willing to, to do some another ch- type of challenge. Um, so By the way, on the wanna... tattoo, on the <laughs> tattoo, the high bidder. No, 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 no. Let me defend myself here. Okay. I have thirty tattoos. Okay, um, they all mean something to me. Um, I'm very good friends with Melanie Mitchell, the person who is tattooed on me. Um, she donated two thousand one hundred and twelve dollars to Make a Wish Foundation, and we've become friends. We didn't know each other before, and we talked on the phone the other day. And I hope she doesn't mind me saying this. But, you know, her family's going through a cancer situation right now. And we just talk, right? That's a connection that will never go away, and it means a lot to me. So it's an honor to have her name. And she actually uh, signed a piece of paper and scanned it and sent it to me. So I have her, um, I have her signature on me, and it's an honor to have it. Um, I, ima- I imagine yeah. it is, and and I just I just don't want anybody to get any ideas because <laughs> I don't know if hey, I can do that. It. It's painful too, I probably. Mean, no, right? no, no. It's, nobody has to do anything. That's the thing. <laughs> um, everybody's different, right? I'm definitely different. <laughs> no, well, but you know what? That's what makes you really interesting, and 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 you have great ideas, like um, what you did with uh, with Livestrong and with yeah. uh, Drew. Uh, on television, would you mind walking our listeners through how you actually raised uh, a phenomenal amount of money for Livestrong using uh, right. Twitter? Yeah. So, um, so since the Twitter tattoo thing took off, right? People like the concept. They like the idea that they could interact with people. But more than anything, it wasn't about money. It was about raising awareness and getting people talking because people don't like to say the word cancer. I. I When I was diagnosed, people would say, I'm really sorry for what happened to you. And I would ask them, what do they mean? And they'd say, well, you're sick. And I said, well, what? I'm like, say cancer. Just say it. I know it's scary, but say it. So when I was diagnosed, I called up my buddy, uh, Mike Demers, who I worked with in Seattle some years before. He went through Hodgkin's lymphoma, the same disease. I had, and I asked him, God, what do I do, man? Like, how bad is this going to be? What am I going to, you know, go through? And he told me, and I, and since he's a brilliant developer, I said to him, could you help me build a website that pulls in tweets for a hashtag like Zappos does, you know, at twitter.zappos.com? And very simple. And I thought, you know, because we were joking before I was, well, I was joking, before I was diagnosed, I would blame things on my cancer that wasn't yet diagnosed. It was my way of tricking my brain and telling myself that I had cancer. So I would lose my keys and I'd be like, oh, I blame my cancer. And my, it freaked my mom out. You know, you don't know you have cancer yet. And I'm like, no, I do. Um, and then my friends started doing it. They blamed Drew's cancer. And I was like, this could be a hashtag. This is a great way for people to say the word cancer. And he built the site during my first and, and, delivered it to me uh, after my first 
uh, round of chemo, and I cried because it was beautiful. And BlamedrewsCancer.com is still up, and, um, you know, it's just a gorgeous website and displays the hashtags and the tweets in a very personal, non-Twitter way that shows them in these little picket signs. And it was just brilliant. And and I wrote a blog post, and, and it wasn't even about, like, it didn't say cancer in the headline. And the tweet I sent out with it didn't say cancer. It said, you know, um, that's not what I ordered. Can I send it back? And I told the story about how I was diagnosed. And at the end of the post, I said, you know, you if this blog goes down, you can blame my cancer. And I put the link to Blame Drew's Cancer, and it, and it took off. And you actually... Um went beyond that you you started working with um drew um the television uh comedian yep drew carey television comedian and you actually did raised money for live strong how much money did you raise for live strong we raised we raised well over a million dollars and and it was in within seven months and before drew carey i had amazing sponsors um that that came on Well, I'm going to have you hold that thought um, because Kev is telling me it's time for a break. So we got to take a really quick time out. We're going to talk about how that Drew raised money on Twitter, over a million dollars for Livestrong. We're also going to talk about how to be a community director and much more. Stay tuned to KRCN 1060 in Denver, Boulder, Fort Collins and 1580 Real Radio in Colorado Springs. Follow me on Twitter at at Tanya Hall Radio or on Facebook. Go to Tanya Hall. We'll be right back. Still have some issues up on the board. 104th and Tower Road, police and toast still on scene. A accident northbound Santa Fe at Hampton. Approach with caution delays in the area. Still have some heavy traffic in 25 northbound between Colorado Boulevard and Alameda Avenue. Tight spots throughout the stretch of 70 eastbound between Brighton Boulevard and Steel Street. Slowing on 225 southbound between Mississippi Avenue and Iliff Avenue. Starting to thin out on the opposite side of that. 225 southbound between Park Road and I-25. Still bundled up all over 270 eastbound between I-76 and Vasquez. And delays are down throughout that stretch of 270 westbound between I-70 and 76. Slower than usual traffic, 76 westbound between 88th Avenue and 25. Shop Bedroom Expressions Veterans Day sale today and get two years, no interest, plus all veterans, active military police, and fire and rescue workers and their families will receive free local delivery on any purchase of $4.99 or more. Visit Bedroom Expressions in the Furniture Row Shopping Center for details. For more information, log on to Sigular.com. I'm Maui Anuha with Colorado Traffic. Brought to you by Hammer Mill Paper. Hammer Mill Paper is 99.99% jam-free, guaranteed. Don't you wish traffic was? Hammer Mill, no worries. Here is your updated weather report from the RCN Weather Center. For this morning, Denver can expect mostly cloudy skies to gradually become sunny. Our high 54. Overnight, yearly partly cloudy and cold with a low of 26. Wednesday should be a mostly sunny day with a high of 56. We'll have partly cloudy cool conditions Wednesday night with a low of 30. Thursday looks to be mostly sunny with a high near 50. We'll have partly cloudy skies Thursday night with a low of 27. Friday as you wrap up the week, yearly mostly sunny with a high of 54. For the weekend, Saturday and Sunday both look to be mostly sunny days with highs in the low 
low to mid-50s. Again, for today, mostly cloudy skies will gradually become sunny with a high of 54. The only departing cloudy tonight are low 26. Wednesday looks mostly sunny with a high of 56. Front range weather is heard twice each hour here on AM 1060 The Biz, your trusted source for health and wealth information. I'm Rod Tanner from the RCN Weather Center. Brought to you by Airborne Hot Soothing Mix. New Airborne Hot Soothing Mix with 14 vitamins, minerals, and herbs, including C, A, E, Zinc, and Echinacea. Airborne Real Immune Support. We uh, go for launch. Deals on wheels with Bob Long. Everyone loves a good deal on a car, especially Bob. This is the show that teaches you how to get the deal you deserve on your next car. Deals on Wheels every Saturday with Bob Long at 12 noon, only on AM 1060 Denver, The Biz, and Real Radio, AM 1580 Colorado Springs. Are you an experienced account executive? Do you know the Denver market and those who make the decisions? You can literally own Denver, the car dealers, the ad agencies, the banks, and earn a serious six-figure income. The Radio Colorado Network is looking for you. Email your resume to Les Haber at l-e-s-h-a-b-e-r at comcast.net the radio colorado network is the only true business station in denver email less now l-e-s-h-a-b-e-r at comcast.net hey everybody it's tom chanel from main street radio the best community radio show on the radio colorado network it goes every night between six and seven o'clock every weekday night and you want to be listening to this show we talk about community we talk about business inside of the community we talk about news inside of the community and if you live in lions longmont erie any place like that you want to be listening to this show every night between six and seven o'clock the honorable men and women of our military are overseas sacrificing their lives for our country. Please take time this holiday season to remember our brave soldiers. This message from Amanda, Mike, and the staff at EcoClean. Your full-service carpet cleaning specialist, residential or commercial, trust their years of experience. Call 303-659-3382, 303-659-3382. That's EcoCleaning, wishing our troops a safe and speedy return home. Looking at temperature conditions around the region in Colorado Springs, where it's now 50 degrees, 10 degrees Celsius. Set my speakers on fire. And I burn the house down too. Welcome back to the Tanya Hall Show, where we embrace the power of social media, everything happening on the World Wide Web. How is the internet changing your life? And what are you doing on the internet to change someone else's? Well, Drew Olinoff has definitely done that and more. He is a community director at TechCrunch and a giver back of his time and he helps raise money and uh when we, i cut you off when we went to break I, it was my mistake to ask you the question and kept, no, my no, producer no is so bossy he's so bossy i like <laughs> it i like it i need people to boss me around like i'll just yap for hours apparently. oh don't encourage him don't encourage him really um but you know you you were starting to talk about how you actually raised over a million dollars for Livestrong. You engaged a celebrity, Drew Carey, and and most people would look at that as an idea to think, gosh, there's no way that I could ever do anything like that. But I'm sure at some point you thought that yourself, except you didn't let that stop you. How did you first off, where did you get the idea to raise money for Livestrong in this way? 
Okay, so the way it started was I decided that I would find sponsors to donate a dollar for every uh, unique mention of Blamedrew's Cancer hashtag. And I found some great sponsors, 23andMe, um, and, and, and a blip.tv, a slew of others, um, who just stepped right up. So there was, there was that, and that was bringing money in immediately. And I chose Livestrong, and they reached out to me, and Lance Armstrong blamed something on my cancer. And the whole Lance story is, is for another time. But, so there was that. And then as I was finishing my, my chemo treatment, I was sitting, uh, or I was texting with my mentor and friend, Mickey Krimmel, and she's a roller derby uh, uh, professional. I don't say roller derby girl, but I guess there's no guys. And she was like, oh, I've got to go do uh, dinner with Drew Barrymore um, because we're consulting on her movie with it. And I said, oh, tell her that if she wants my username on Twitter, which is Drew, um, I'll, I'll give it to her for a million-dollar donation to Listrom or a donation to Listrom. And there was kind of silence in the text message, and I said, oh, that's a good idea. So I talked to a friend of mine who does, uh, who at the time wrote for NBC San Francisco, and I just said, this is what I'm thinking about. What should I start the donations at? And he goes, this is great. I'm writing this. And he wrote it. It took off, and someone got it to Drew Carey, and Drew Carey at messaged me on Twitter, and I nearly dropped my Starbucks in Starbucks, and it was, and it went from there. And, you know, most people, again, would look at that and say, well, I can't, that is, that I'm never going to get content, uh, you know, no, no celebrity is going to reach out to me, which, by the way, I would say, once you're on social media, it, it absolutely happens where you might get mm-hmm. mentioned by Alyssa Milano, who's incredibly active. I've gotten celebrity She's amazing, guests. by the way. I know. I love her. Um, I've gotten celebrity guests on my, on my show. Um, Daniel Baldwin, I met on Twitter and uh, came on my show last week. So, it it does happen. So those people who think that it can't happen are wrong. But for those people who maybe want to do something, they want to give money to a charity or they want to help raise money to it for a charity. What would you suggest that they try to do to come up with their own campaign and, and maybe yeah. do something and not be worried about it not working? Well, the key is find, find an organization that you really, that you really get and care about. The thing with Livestrong was they're, when people think about Livestrong, they think about cyclists and runners, both of which are things that I'm so not. And I said to them, I was like, I don't know if we can work together because I'm not either of those things. And they're like, no, it's not about that. We help all people. And I really like that story. I really like the people. And Doug Ullman, their CEO, is an amazing person. And Brooke McMillan, who, who handles their social media, and she's amazing. So I got so I had the passion of their mission, so I kind of harnessed onto that and said, you know what, everything I do, it's going to go to Livestrong. Never touched a dime of anything; it all went right to their website. You could write checks, do whatever you want, pigeon carrier. Like it wasn't about all I was was connecting because that's what I do. Um, so that was the first step, and then everything just kind of comes from that. I mean, you know, I have this thing where. I, I don't believe in, in success or failure because neither of them are definable. Um, what is a success to you and what is a failure? You just do things and sometimes they work. Sometimes they don't. Um, and you learn. I've learned over the years kind of how to get people's attention. And some people call it social hacking. But you know what? I just wanted people to use the word cancer and not be afraid. 
So I blame my cancer, you know, somebody blamed my cancer on Nickelback, the band. And it was genius. It was hilarious. And it, it got people's attention. Um, so that's that. And then don't be, yeah, don't be afraid of failure because it doesn't exist. That's what stops people. Um, so yeah, that's you know, not a, something You talk about with. getting attention. Okay. So I want to elaborate on that. In fact, I, I think, you know, as a community director, you certainly mm-hmm. want to draw attention to the brand, get people to talk about it. But sure. what is what, what would you? How would you define a community director, a, a social yeah. community director? Right. I mean, this role has evolved over the years. I mean, Robert Scoble was a technology evangelist at Microsoft. Uh, like I said, my mentor, Mickey Krimmel, she was a community director at Rever. And basically, what it is is a very high-level person at a company that has nothing but the user's best intentions at heart. Meaning, if there's a feature or if there is something going on, a bug or an issue, there has to be someone who is the advocate for the people who use it. Because without users, without people, you're nothing. You're absolutely nothing. Be it a blog, be it a company, an app, um, a service, it doesn't matter. Without people, you have zip. So... At the very basic level, the role is to be the advocate for those people, um, which when there's a lot of developers and engineers and a CEO raising money at a startup, not everyone is always, sadly, focused on the users. So focusing on the customer, the user, and may, they may or not be, may or may not be a customer right now, but they could be a customer. What sure. is the, the first thing that a business should consider if they want someone, whether it's internally in their company or external, to bring in to manage community for them, what's the one thing they should understand? Our first thing. Well, the first thing, the first thing they need to know is that if you plan on on being around for a long time, meaning if you have a goal of being around for a year and you want people to connect to your brand or company, you can't hire someone outside to do it. Now, you can hire outside people to manage a Twitter account or something like that. Whatever you want. But when you have someone who is a community person and they're a contractor or they're not solely working with your brand, you've failed. And I know this from experience, and I know this from mentoring people and consulting companies. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't really work. Someone has to connect with your brand and what you're doing. I mean, the real community people have turned down multiple jobs because they just didn't jive with the product. They didn't get it. It didn't feel right to them. Not that it was bad but they couldn't live it and breathe it. So that's the first thing, really, is the advocate has to be a user first and has to be really proud to be representing the brand. What, what do you think that most community directors are doing wrong as they are online uh-huh. and, and doing their day-to-day job? They're not doing anything wrong. The companies who hired them are wrong because what, what companies want are social media folks who manage a Twitter account and a Facebook account and a Google Plus account. And they've thrust those people into what they call a community manager role. And it's wrong because community management is at a higher level. And I'm not saying that to puff myself up or anyone else. It's at a higher level. They have to have say in the product. They have to have say in what goes on, right? I, I mean, my positions, I've been at an executive level for a reason, for that reason. So... It's not anything they're doing wrong. It's they're put in the wrong role. Do you think that there's a certain personality type that goes with a community manager, or is it a skill set? 
No, I mean, you and I on the, on the break talked a little bit about, um, you know, paying attention to multiple things at the same time and multitasking. A good community manager or a good com- director of community or whatever pays attention to as much as they can pay attention to. And it's not all external with the user. It's also the team inside. You're, you're a cheerleader and you're the best friend of the team. And sometimes for me, that meant staying at work until midnight while coders coded and making sure they had something to eat or drink, right? And next to the CEO, the community folks know what's, what the pulse is at a company. You have worked virtually. You've worked in a side an office. Is there a difference mm-hmm. when you work virtually um, away from the other team members or because of the internet and most of what we do is on the internet, is it really, trans- right. is it really, does it really matter? You know what? It, it depends on the people, you know? Um, you know, there's great things happening with, with video technology and video conferencing, but nothing replaces face-to-face. And you know that, and everybody knows that. So if you're working from home for no reason, just because you don't feel like getting up and putting pants on, you're doing it wrong. Right. So if you have the option to go in, you go in. I want to talk about Alex's Lemonade. Um, I also want to talk about where you think TechCrunch is going to be going in the future. Um, And with your whole three months of experience there, stay tuned because we're going to take another time out. You're listening to the Tanya Hall Show. My guest today is Drew Olinoff. He's at that Drew on Twitter. We're going to tell you how to connect with him and follow his Great advice and information at TechCrunch. Stay tuned to KRCN 1060 in Denver, Boulder, Fort Collins, and 1580 Real Radio in Colorado Springs. We'll be right back. School teachers blues. Colorado's largest senior newspaper is the 50-plus Marketplace News, and it's the only information resource that saturates your county's mature adults. So why should you advertise with 50-plus? Because readers of 50-plus have more discretionary income than any other age group. They own 70% of all financial assets, and they eat out an average of 4.6 times per week. 50-plus is a resource written by your local experts on senior issues, events, products, and services, and they're supported by local senior associations, senior centers, and medical centers. Over the next decade, baby boomers will become seniors at the rate of 10,000 per day. These new boomers are the most active 50-year-olds who ever lived. Take advantage of this. Advertise in the 50-plus marketplace news. Call now. Ask for Larry or Robert. Call 303-694-5512. 303-694-5512. Real estate is constantly changing. Learn about the latest trends in commercial and residential real estate at the Boulder Valley Real Estate Conference and Forecast, November 15th in Boulder. Presented by the Boulder County Business Report, Remax of Boulder, and Gibbons White. The conference will include national and local speakers covering many aspects of the real estate industry, including mortgage trends, best practices in the real estate sector, and new developments. The full Boulder Valley Real Estate Conference agenda is available, and limited seating tickets may be purchased online at bcbr.com. Join this vital and important discussion. Register today. 
Hi, I'm Dr. Bob Marshall, host of Healthline. Join me live and hear the latest breakthrough information for you and your family. Quantum Digest is on special. The Lexus of Digestants, it's the most purified USP plant enzymes. No matter what you eat, it has the power to support that digestion. Buy two bottles, get a third one free. Call 800-370-3447. Experience nutrition that really works. Stocks erase losses as Home Depot leads a rally in retailers from Bloomberg World Headquarters in New York. I'm Charlie Pellet. Stocks are also advancing as Greece's finance minister says he expects an agreement on financial aid next week. That is overshadowing concern about the budget debate in Washington. John Cochran is a professor of finance at the University of Chicago Booth School of Business. But I do think uh, it's very likely we'll have a big argument, a lot of kick the can down the road. Um, not much change in the end. Uh, I hope that's not what happens, but that's my, my best forecast right now. Microsoft is down 3.2% after saying its Windows president is departing. The S&P 500 index up 7 points to 1387, a gain there of 0.5%. Dow Industrials harm by 71 points to 12,886, a gain of 0.6%. NASDAQ little changed up a point. And that's a Bloomberg Market Minute. Welcome back to the Tanya Hall Show, where we embrace the power of social media. Everything happening on the World Wide Web. Today with Drew Olinoff. He's at that Drew on Twitter. In fact, Drew, what's the best way if somebody wants to follow your articles, they want to catch you on shows like this or whatever, what's the best way they can connect with you? I wouldn't follow me on Twitter because, man, I tweet a bunch of junk. Um, it's my... <laughs> Total brain dump. Um, I don't. They could go to that Drew.com, um, and and I have a feed of like all that good stuff because people told me to do that, so I did that. Um, or they can email me at drdrew@gmail.com or call me at four one five two three eight eight four two eight. Wow, lots of ways. And you know what? We yeah. will um, we'll link you to Drew if you didn't catch all of that. If you're driving, please don't try to write it down. Um, we will. <laughs> yeah, don't. <laughs> don't write. I can't drive. have that on my head. Oh man. Don't stress Drew out. You know, you've been, you were teasing me about calling you that Drew. But, you know, my other Twitter handle is Barzini, right? So a lot of people right. used to call me Barzini because that uh, was my Twitter handle. And I think that's, you know, this the language of social media is so different than and, and those people who use it all the time. Do you find that your dialogue or the way that you talk about things yes. is different because yes. of your interactions on the web? Yes, I call my colleague at TechCrunch, Ryan Lawler. I call him Ryan Lawler because that's his Twitter name. So I did I did call you out for seeing that I do. Sorry. <laughs> I can't help it. Um, yeah. Okay. You have been promoting something, and I want to talk about it. I want to make sure we don't sure. run out of time. And it's Alex's sure. Lemonade. It's, it's another one of these causes you're really trying mm-hmm. to help support. What is Alex's Lemonade? Quick story is this: it's a family in Philadelphia and a little girl named Alex. Um, was diagnosed with cancer uh, very early on in her life. And when she was four years old, she told her parents she wanted to start a lemonade stand to raise a million dollars to beat cancer so that people didn't have to go through what she did. And it was a very big story locally in, in Philadelphia that I followed. And she passed away, sadly, when she was eight. 
and her family have continued the cause. It's their life work. And they have raised, you know, I believe $55 million over the years. And they do some great things, helping families uh, find the right doctors and new treatments specifically for children's cancer because cancer sucks, but, you know, kids shouldn't have to, nobody should have to go through it, but specifically, specifically kids. That is heartbreaking. And her parents are continuing that cause. I've seen that a lot where the parents of suffering children who are either dealing with some sort of health crisis or have lost their life to health cross crisis move on that it, 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 it's heartbreaking and, and certainly social media is a way to bring awareness to mm-hmm. projects like Alex's lemonade um, how, mm-hmm. how can people if they want to contribute if they're looking for a cause and they want to get involved in Alex's lemonade how can they go about doing that they can go to Alex's lemonade.org um, or Google it or they can they do a really good job they have videos on YouTube and um, they're, 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 you know, Alex's father, Jay Scott, is, is an amazing person. And he's, I think he's eliminated Jay on Twitter. So he's, he's awesome. I've actually had parents reach out to me and ask for advice on how they can use social media. They weren't really active on social media before, but they right. knew that this was a way that they could potentially raise money to get their kids tested um, get them into some sort of treatment or, or whatever. What is your advice for parents who would like to try to use social media for a, a personal cause for their own child? Just do it. I mean, just do it. You're going to, these tools are built to connect people together. There is someone out there who your story and your life resonates with, and you'll find those people. That's, it's this beautiful idea of serendipity where, you know, if you put yourself out there and yeah, maybe you're making yourself a little vulnerable, but if you do, good things will happen. It, it, it happens. I see it every day and you just can't be afraid or just worry. How do I start? You just start. And it could be a blog. It could be a website. It could be a Twitter account, whatever. For, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to switch gears and go back to the community management again, because I know that's something you're incredibly passionate about. You're really trying to help educate people about what it is like. It's candidly a little frustrating for me when I know there's somebody managing a community and they do a really Mm -hmm. poor job of it because it's such a reflection on the brand. Um, And the brand itself might be great. They may be making a great product. They, they might even have a great message, but the community manager can really make a brand look bad. It could be a really big mistake for a business. What is your advice right. for, um, again, I, I know I know you said to go internal, but businesses who maybe aren't that, I guess the, the, the problem I think that a lot of businesses have, and this is, and I hear this from the CEOs and the CMOs, is sure. they don't really know how to tell themselves if somebody's doing their job right. How, what right. is your advice for, to them on how to right. get the right person? Right. First thing, like I mentioned, is separate community from social media, right? A social media folk is very good at connecting online and very good at getting a message out there. And the community person should be using tools like Simply Measured to see if, if it's getting traction, if people are responding, and, um, you know, those kind of things. Separate those roles. Absolutely separate those roles. 
You have done a lot of work online and you certainly continue to push forward and help causes. And I just think, mm-hmm. Drew, that you're awesome. Your music was a little bit oh, mellow you. today. <laughs> we were to, Our producer and <laughs> I were talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It's, it's, it's something that if you listen to Joe Purdy's music, it's, it's ironically happy and very open. And, and for me, with music or with anything, when someone can be open with themselves and let people in, you can find the joy and the sadness and all of the things. So I, I, that's why I respect music like that. And, um, yeah. No, no, and no. I, hey, we're not picking on you. I told you I'm going to follow you on Spotify. You know, one of the things that we no. didn't get to, but we're pretty much out of time, is you, you're a pretty Tech avid Crunch. sports fan. Well, there's t- uh, yeah. Well, I was going to say the Eagles. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. We'll, we'll save the Eagles for our next talk. Um, oh yeah. Tech, TechCrunch. What is? What can we expect in the future? What's going to happen moving forward with TechCrunch? Um, I, you know, Mike Arrington founded TechCrunch years and years ago. He's back. He's writing. MG Siegel is writing again. We have a killer team. Uh, we're passionate about technology and. You know, this isn't a plug or anything, but this is my life work. I, I love working uh, on these types of things. And I think you'll find new ways on TechCrunch to, you know, engage with the writers and engage with the content the companies we're writing about. And hopefully you'll see some deeper dives in the interesting companies and their culture and not so much, you know, breaking news, breaking news, breaking news. But that's fun, too. What's the best way that TechCrunch actually reaches readers? You know, you're, you're online. I know I see TechCrunch articles all the time. I either right. find them on Facebook or I find, find them on Twitter. What's the most successful source for getting people to read your great media and news? I'll tell you. I mean, uh, Twitter, Google Plus, and Facebook is great for us. They're, they're different audiences, and they like different types of news. And we are just kind of trying to learn what the sweet spot is for each. And also, we do a lot of, get this, real-world real stuff. We have meetups, we have events. Um, we were just in Detroit and Chicago and Toronto. So connecting with people, I think, uh, is what to expect. And there's a lot of people doing a great job at that. I mean, I, I think, you know, the Next Web has always done that, and I respect them. And all Things D have their conference and every year, and, um, you know, Read Right has, has new people at the helm. So, and Pando Daily does a phenomenal sit down every month with, uh, with a key luminary. So there's these new, re- new ways. It's not all digital anymore. You know, it's, we're mixing, we're getting back to real life stuff. And I love it. And I hear that more and more from people who are in the trenches like yourself, that it's really the next evolution is actually taking the web back to face to face and more integration. You guys do a great job of that at TechCrunch. You've got over two and a half million followers on Twitter and you offer great breaking (laughs) technology news and opinions that I follow personally. I get a lot of my information from TechCrunch and you that drew. Thanks again. (laughs) Well, thanks again for coming on the show, and uh, we'll I definitely. It. Sorry about people. the last year. Sorry about last year. <laughs> hey, I am going to totally hold that against you for for a long time. I have to get. I have to thank Brett for helping getting getting you on the show. Go go swimming with dolphins, hang out with your dog, and uh, next time we'll have you on, we'll talk more about football. All right, thank you so much. Absolutely, everybody. That was Drew Olinoff. He's at that Drew on Twitter. He really has great advice. You should definitely consider following him on Twitter. You can also go to his website and uh, Google him. He's going to have all kinds of great information. Have a great day, everybody. And follow me. That's right. Go to at Tanya Hall Radio on Twitter. 
or go to Facebook and find me on Facebook. If you follow me there, you know, I like Drew have conversations with anybody who will reach out to me. So have a great day, everybody. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.